Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. So it's been a full season for the Under Pressure Outdoors crew in the Hasmore Outdoor Products Silent Seat. And let me tell you, they're worth every penny. And here are some reasons why. Number one, you can't beat the comfort level. Number two, they don't hold in moisture like rain or sweat. Number three, they completely fold out of the way when you stand up, giving you a full range of motion in your climber. And number four, they cut down on your setup and breakdown times dramatically. Don't just take our word for it. Use offer code UPO15 and get 15% off your silent seat and many other U.S.-made accessories for your climber today. You can find Hasmore Outdoor Products on Facebook and hasmore.net. That's H-A-Z-M-O-R-E dot net. And in the link in this podcast description. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. Jim broke his microphone. No. Let me adjust mine for you. Sorry. <clears throat> Every time I sit down in here, I'm like, damn it. I need to come in and pinch all these little things over so this Hold on. bungee keeps quits coming undone. Before I have too many. Oh, yeah. I like how you had yours last week. It was like this or something. That's how it was right there. That way it's not in the way over here. Before we get too far and I get, I have a few too many beers to get Thank you. There you go. The Every hole time, low, doesn't low. work as well unless yeah. it's on. We get deep into a podcast. You're on. Like, is the headphones? I, yeah, maybe. Is that better? Just, just a little bit down? Yeah. Okay. We get deep into the podcast, and I get to looking at Jim's. His little cords weren't attached, and I'm like, oh, man, I want to fix it right now. But I can't, like, mid-podcast. <laughs> I think I could hear your headphones and my headphones. Yeah. When I turned him up all the way a second. I'm half deaf. So. <laughs> I'm half deaf, not completely deaf. Yeah. But, uh. Anyways, could we sell iguana parts? I don't know. I would doubt it. I, I would think that to sell any kind of uh, animal that you have harvested, you would probably, there, there's probably a law against that. Wrong. You can sell alligators. Yeah, he's right. That's because it's got a commercial ah, But season. you have to sell alligators to the like designated people. You 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 can't take your alligator and legally just sell your alligator to William. Why not? It's a commercial license. You take you take your alligator to I forget that guy's name. You take it to Logan a processor, but I, I don't uh, I don't I don't know, but I don't see what the difference is. You take it into a processor. Why can't I? I tend to agree with because with the process the processor then, <clears throat> but it's a commercial license. Yeah, it's a commercial license. Why can't I not sell that to whoever I want? You got the Google machine. Yeah, I was gonna say. I yeah, got you the got Google the machine. The mouse sitting on. I'm trying to move it. Click the middle of it. Oh, I did, but no more. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to find the sweet spot there. Like too high and it's too low. That's that's a valid question. 
I don't know. You might have to look it up. I know you can sell it, and to sell the hide, excuse me, might be different. But to sell the meat, well, but then you're talking USDA inspections. Okay, you are allowed to sell the meat only if it was processed by a licensed alligator processing facility. Green okay. hides, meaning those that have not been tanned, may only be sold to licensed fur and hide dealers. So that's well, why that I said. So up. that's why you take it to uh, the dude in Sanford, sell him your gator. He processes it. He's a, a licensed alligator processing facility, and then you could sell it from there. You can't just kill your yeah. alligator, haul it down the road to Jim Bob, and sell your alligator to Jim Bob. I bet you hit it on the money when you were talking about the USDA. Yeah. I bet those That's processing facilities all carry all the inspections. Because I got to thinking about yeah. <clears throat> like uh, game species. You can't sell pigs, but they're not considered. They're not a game species. But in Texas, they take and they have USDA inspectors inspect wild hogs. They go out and kill them. They all they inspect them. They go to a certain facility, and then that meat goes right on down the road to the restaurant. When you order pork chops, you don't know it, but you're just eating wild pig. <clears throat> it's all the same. We talked about this just a week or so ago. It, it, it all it, it eats the same once you cut it up. It, it's pork is pork is pork is pork is pork. Pork is horse. Right. Uh, Speaking of which, as a little side note, the other day I was bebopping down. I might keep the road to myself, but I was bebopping down one of our local highways. And there was a big old goat <laughs> living his best life outside the fence. Um, a wooded piece of property by the roadside. Just, he was ripping and tearing grass, like green, nice lush green grass, throwing his head back and, and, and gulping it down. And my wife and I were on our way to a six o'clock business dinner. But I said, under different circumstances, honey, there'd be a goat in the back of my truck. He was just right on, <laughs> he was just right on the side of the road? Yeah, that, that might also cross the line somewhere, but. He wasn't wearing a collar, was he? I mean, no. it depends, Jim. Did you uh, accidentally lose sight of where you're driving and run him over? Or? Oh, if he'd been... I tried that in Texas, too. <laughs> Some kind of red goat, man. Just missed him. Um, if with a, been, with if a he, rental? Yeah. That's why I told Destiny. I said, Always listen, I, the insurance. I said, when we get the money, I'm putting a big steel bumper on this thing. And if something runs out in front of us, I am not hitting the brakes. For, for those of you that I'm might want to... clap it and keep... Pull over and throw it in the bed of the truck. I have the scoop where it just flies up into the bed. Here's a pro tip. <laughs> like for, the thing on the front of a train. Mm-hmm. Here's a pro tip for those of you who think you might want to do a little bumper t- bumper hunting next time you're bugging through Texas in a rental car. Rent it through Capital One. Because your Capital One credit. Well, not all of them. Make sure you got the right credit card. But cap- my Capital One credit card covers me on like first dollar accident damage. And that's part of the reason why I was when my buddy's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm covered. <laughs> Hope nobody from Capital One hears this, but under <laughs> <laughs> pressure outdoors pro tip of the Whap! week. Yeah, <laughs> Richard rental car through Capital One. Yeah, so that you can hunt with the bumper. Almost bumper. got me a moose in uh, in in though I thought it was going to die. Um, if you almost got a moose, Jim, you might have died. Yeah, I did. That's true. That all went through my head at the same time, sliding out of a, out of the Grand Tetons, coming down a road. Uh. A moose stepped out in the road. It was all slushy. And, you know, your car's got anti-lock brakes, supposedly. And I was driving a little rinky-dink, like as cheap as I could get. 
um, going over to Jackson and a moose stepped out and I hit the brakes and, and started sliding and all it takes me long to tell the story. And the whole thing happened. But it, as I realized I was, I was, Oh my God, I'm going to hit this moose. And the first thought that went through my head was how am I going to get this moose back to Florida and how many coolers, <laughs> like all this is going through my head like instantly. And then all of a sudden I realized like if I hit in this little car, if I hit this moose in the legs, it's going to come through the windshield and the cab of the car. Like I might get crushed. And then it was almost like the matrix when, when I, the moose like stepped forward and I, as I was sliding sideways, I'm watching the moose, missing the moose by inches off the front bumper. And then he hopped over the, um, the guardrail ran down like a little open Valley. And I got just enough time to get out of the car, run over and snap a picture. And he stepped into these quakies and was gone. Flipped you the bird, and then pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't really trying to hit that one. I would, that was just between y'all and Paul whether that was coming home or not. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but the a roe deer and um, some kind of red goat that I don't know what it was. There was a whole bunch of those things. My friend Jay Platt and I, we were we were earnestly trying to knock one of those down because the deer alone they wanted something like. So oh, you can kill one on our lease if you see one. Really? That was awesome. It was 1800 bucks. I was like, oh. Never mind. Yeah. We'll get one with a bumper on the side of the road. Yeah. yeah. We'll just say, oops. But when I saw $1,800 standing in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, that's more than deductible. Yeah. He yep. said, skinny pedal engaged. Yep. <laughs> Man, I've seen, seen people hit pigs, throwing pigs in the back of the truck. Hey, uh, I've personally been in the vehicle and hit pigs many a times, <laughs> and then put them in the trunk of a car. We, uh, well, I mean, the closest thing we came to having roadkill was when that doe uh, ran across and killed a ranger on the fence. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I'm pretty sure that you've had roadkill. Oh no, I know I've eaten roadkill. Oh, okay. No, I, I have. I've like smoked a, a a hog ham and served it to my neighbors, and they're like, "This is so good." I'm like, "Yeah, it was roadkill." Yeah. And they're like, what? I did the same thing with uh, that deer shoulder Jim gave me. Yeah. Yeah, that no. Roadkill? I've eaten roadkill. I have Sunday no qualms class. against eating roadkill. There's venison, duck, and alligator, and there's gumbo. Listen, By the way, laying, the deer yeah. was roadkill. That is the cheapest wild game you'll ever get. As road long kill. as as long as long it's laying on the side of the road and the toes will still touch when it's laying on its side, it's, it's okay. pretty much good. Unless you've you know come too late, but you'll know that too. Yeah. I got a whole system, man. Are the, are the um, ticks... Are there still ticks up underneath in the in the nether regions? Are the eyes glassy? Are they all fogged up? You know, we well, you know what I mean by like the toes touches laying sideways. Yeah. It starts to bloat. The legs spread apart and yeah. sticking out straight. <laughs> yeah, but that that last one, the one that Briar got the shoulder off of, maybe a back strap. Yeah, man, whoever hit that one did it right. They broke, they broke both hip bones. Like you know, your hip is like a yeah. girdle. I mean, they snapped both of them off the back and broke both femurs. So all the hams were just top to bottom. Gelatin. No. Gelatin. There was nothing left. to. I could maybe <coughs> save the heel roast or something. The the best dang roadkill we ever had was that doe. She jumped across, broke her neck on the fence, and then we left and came back, and she's still laying there, just can't move. She could barely like like turn her head a little bit, and the rest of her body didn't get up. Broken vertebrae and a bullet to the head, baby. Yeah, right we in the back of the ranger. Watched it case. happen. Yeah, yeah. So I told William on the way home, I was like, "You never, you know, they talk about like something that's not illegal, but it just feels illegal. Like 
We're midsummer. Going like, down the road, driving down the road with a doe in the bed. One hundred thirty-five pound doe stuffed into the bed of a ranger. I'm like, hey, let's just put the legs down in here. We, I mean, we t- we called the game warden, and he was like, well, I mean, you know, just you put her out of her misery, do whatever you want to do with her. Sweet, pow! Back of the ranger and back to camp. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the look on my dad's face when he we come back, he's like, well, how how far did y'all go? I'm like, we got a deer. Not to mention we were two counties over. When you, we were like 35 minutes away in the ranger down dirt road somewhere. <laughs> I'm a man, just target of opportunity. I just, yeah. I, I think about it, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't need anymore. But if it's free meat, right? Like somebody <laughs> will eat it. I got friends that need it. You know, they'll, they'll take it. You know, I'll, I'll cook something out of it and give it away. Um, I just can't, I don't know why the whole, well, this might be a good segue to Briar's bachelor event. We went down to South Florida and I think it's fair to say we cleaned house. I don't the, think so. <laughs> for the three hours we were there. We, well, three hours. Yeah, there, we, we, were we there did great, but I also feel like we didn't do anything. No, we didn't make no. a dent, but we, we ran out of ammo and we weren't you light did. on ammo. Well, our boat ran out of ammo, but we, before we dive off into that, though, let's let's read some reviews. We got some new reviews, Jordan. We have one new review. Nice. Yep, and it is from uh, the glorious Matt Tippins. What's his name ah. on there? Matt Tippins. Wow, he's really innovative, man. Yeah, right. he is, isn't he? Way to put your brain to that one, Matt. Yeah, he said started as a listener and quickly became like family after meeting these guys. Very knowledgeable on current matters and informative on hunting info. Always planning and hosting great events where everyone can grow as a hunting community. Fair enough. I appreciate it, Matt. Yeah, we have. It's it's been uh, it's been great to make. Uh, but like you said, we've we've made family out of listeners. Yeah, he's That's gonna awesome. shoot some more hens with us. Yeah. Oh, tell me about that because because we're gonna be me and him are gonna be in Tampa the the week prior to that. So he's gonna swing in here, and uh, we're actually just gonna ride together and come back up, and then he's gonna stay part of the weekend. Shoot some more hens and hang out with us for a while. I just realized I'm. <clears throat> if I kill more hens, they're going to be in North Florida. I'm 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 not here for opening weekend. That's when my wife booked us out of town. Dang. Mm. Yep. I don't know what to do about that. That'll be two years in a row I missed opening day more hen season. That's Take a shame. shotgun. That's a shame. Oh, I have a shotgun. Yeah. I'll, I'll, shotgun run the I'll find something. <laughs> in fact up there they Is have it? i actually on the sink on, on the bay i know a couple places where there's there's genuine rails i was gonna say don't you come in like this the, some other rails come in at the same time yeah a couple of sora some rails mm-hmm. so and you know i love whacking more hens for numbers but I'll, i will spend all day you know plop ply in the waters looking for a right a rail to show its head I do want to say, too, before we dive into anything too much, if we got listeners in Georgia or if we got anybody that wants to make the drive uh, August 18th, 19th, and 20th, if you want to see me, because I don't think any other crew is going to be there. I'm going to try to make it, may try to make I, it At least make weekend. a day or something, yeah. Um, but we, at least me, possibly a couple of us, are going to be in the Hasmore Outdoor Products booth at Buckarama in Perry, Georgia. Because you don't happen to know what booth that's going to be. Be booth 218, 219. 218 and 219. Okay. Uh, was it you that was sitting with 
me and Anthony, or was it Dylan, when I called the dove in? No, me. It was an what? afternoon hunt after everybody left that, that day it, it thunderstormed. It was no. Sunday. So you weren't there. It was no, just I wasn't guys there. Because you went home. Yeah, because I left. Yeah. No, we were sitting three of us in that field after everybody going home that afternoon. And and uh, you could hear one off in the short pines back there. And I started cooing back to it. And Dylan's like, if you call that dove in here, I'll give you $20. I said, you watch me. You watch me. And I, whoo, whoo, whoo. And it kept answering back, back and forth. The next thing you know, we're not paying attention. And I'm looking at my phone, and I see it in the reflection of my phone screen. And I drop my phone to the ground, grab my shotgun, wow! And I shot it, and I said, where's my money? That was after uh, the the best game warden experience I ever had. (laughs) I've told that one enough. (laughs) Right. But back to what we just got back from doing, which was going down to South Florida and schwacking some iguanas. Oh, by the way, so my helper was at work. We were at work, and my helper's like, somebody shared the photo of me holding that that big one mm-hmm. um, from Janot's, like, guide page. Yeah. Somebody else shared it that hadn't, didn't even know. He's like, oh, man, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but dude, that was that was a friggin' monster. And, you know, we, we talked about <clears throat> a few episodes back, like, starting off your trip with the with starting off your hunting experience with the biggest one you're ever going to kill. Right. That was because I didn't even think nothing of it. Uh, and I don't think you did either. I mean, we knew they were good size, right? But we I pulled them in the boat. We got out of the canal and then, uh, not our guide starts breaking out the scale. I didn't fully realize how big that, that one iguana was until you held it up in front of you. Like he had you hold it up. Oh, yeah, because then you could stretch it out. Like, I mean, even like holding them up and, you know, because he was just, he was a beast. Because you hold him up and you're like, dang, this sucker's got got some weight to him. The the funniest part, Jim can attest to it, is we had shot an iguana. I had shot the first iguana. And then we had like kind of motored down to y'all and y'all were up on the bank. And I was like, I'm going to show them this big old iguana I shot. And then I get up on the front of the boat with it and I go to pick it up and I got it like maybe belly button height. And it was you or Briar One picked up. I was that, up on the bank yeah, with the gaff. You picked up that iguana off the bank and I immediately set that iguana back down on the boat and got back in. I wasn't here. Well, there was a. Uh, I'm like, yeah, not worth it. Because like there was like one of the first ones we shot at, right? The first one you and, shot was the second biggest one, and then the second one was the first two iguanas you shot were the two biggest iguanas that oh, were yeah. killed that entire like, day. I know, but there was that one that just before we got to them two, or was that the next canal? No, it was in that canal because we rounded the corner and there was them two. Yeah, and because that was the one that <laughs> sitting there going because I watched him swim up underneath that palm tree, and then we're telling them to shoot it. Right, and they're like, "Where is it?" I'm like, "It's underneath the palm tree, right there." Them chokers hide. I mean, it's hard to spot them things sometimes. But it, what what really came in clutch, though, especially on those big iguanas, was Janot in the back of the boat with that 30 caliber air gun. Because mm-hmm. they'd go to take off, and he just said, "Just drop the hammer on them," right where they stood. Yep. 
they didn't stand a chance against that 30. The 25 did plenty, plenty on those. Yeah. Uh, but you had to make a good shot. Really didn't matter what size the iguana was. They are tough, man. Yeah, even them little ones. We had we had one that got just got up on us. I mean, he stoned and flopped, and then it's like we were looking at him. I walked up the bank to get him because I could that place, and that's like it was just gone. Hmm. They they were <coughs> way more plentiful than I ever even like dreamed of them being. So here's what I thought was funny. When we got down there, we, we get to driving around Friday morning, and I'm looking out the window. I'm like, man, if there's iguanas here, like we should see an iguana, right? Because like we all agreed that we thought it was going to be like squirrel hunting. Well, when there's squirrels down the side of the road, you eventually see a squirrel. And there's enough canals and everything else down there in South Florida that we should have. I thought we should see some iguanas. I didn't see a single one. The first I iguana either. I saw was the one that was at the boat ramp. And I was like, oh, well, there's finally an iguana. Maybe there's just some over here. After we go hunt all day and we're driving back, they're freaking everywhere. Oh, yeah. You got the iguana eye. Yeah, I got the eye now. I can see <laughs> on the side of Turns the road. Turns out the back yeah. at the house we're staying at. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to Is dig him out of a tree with a frog gig. Yeah. Iguana's in the gutter. Yeah. No kidding. There was one in the gutter yeah. of the yeah. house, yeah. Speaking of gigs, man, that was I keep that frog gig in the boat for obvious reasons. There's, um, Jordan's up there, and Austin gets excited, reaches down, grabs a frog gig. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he reaches, you know, stretches way out. Whack! Pulls in just a dinner plate tilapia. It's like, holy shit. Right? And we're down there and also whack. And they're going another one, man. <laughs> so I was like, man. We started I said, out. I said, if I had known this was a year when I was in high school, I never would have graduated. We started out, Jim's like, shoot that fish. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. You like the way refraction works and the bullet hits and like it just juts in a completely different direction. And we're riding along and I'm seeing tilapia everywhere. And I look back, I'm like, I bet I can gig those with the frog gig. Just go to town on them, son. That's a nice frog gig, too. Yeah, thank you. I like that frog gig. You got that uh, from Playstown Oviedo, man, uh, Mudhole. Mudhole is like a big catalog oh, place tackle, that's, yeah. that sells all over the country. They're located in Oviedo. Really? You drive on down there, mm-hmm. pick it up direct. I, I got to get me another fish gig. I used to have a fish gig. That they get like them, too. Six prongs. It's about that wide. And use that sucker. I mean, I'd gig big frogs with that, too. It doesn't really matter. You don't have to have the tiny gig to gig frogs. But you really almost have to have like a bigger, well, I guess it's like a flounder gig is what it actually is that I was gigging fish with. But put that on the end of like a wooden dowel rod, so at least if you drop it, it bobs. But shoot, man, put a little lead in the end of that thing. Nice thing about having a big, heavy gig, they're kind of unwieldy, but. Even if you pull up on some pylons in the wintertime and you got sheephead in there banging away at the um, uh, barnacles and whatnot, if you got a heavy gig, you don't have to stab the fish. You just drop it. Yeah. Folk. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could always take and like, tie a little float to the back of it, like a buoy for an alligator, yep. piece, like six-foot piece of uh, mule, tape. mule tape. There it is. Yeah. That'd be perfect. That way you just don't lose it. Yeah. You want to go be, I want to swim in the winter. No, been there. Been there. Dropped it when I was building docks. I dropped a dang uh, wrench down the side of a uh, seawall, putting in a boat ramp. We'd filled it back in, and it was 40 degrees outside. And the rule was if you dropped a tool and we didn't have a replacement, you had to go get it. Well, I dropped that tool, 
and I was down in that water in my underwear, reaching my arm down in the hole trying to find it. I found it. Suffering pain. Yeah. <coughs> Never felt so warm when you get out, though, I'll tell you that. You say, at least you had dry clothes to put on. Yeah, because I got down in my underwear. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell me, tell us, y'all, tell us some stories. Brian and Brian can't be the only one. Y'all were yeah. in a totally different boat. I just told you a story, man, about dragging that thing up, but. I, dude, do you go on? We got a story. Let's hear it. So. Oh, yeah. Here's a Muscovy duck. You and can't jump to care in 24 minutes. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. This is well before Karen. This is This is good old boy Jeff. So, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, man, Jeff's easy going. Jeff's just along for the ride for the most part. He shot an iguana, and then, yeah, he's up, and I'm like, Jeff, you want to shoot that? Kill that muskie duck. So yeah, takes I turn. guess. And understand, this is not as easy as you think, right? Because the duck's moving, the boat's moving. Um, there's a lot of things got to come together. He takes his time. He wasn't careless. Drops the hammer. Just shoots the lower beak right off this poor thing. Whack. Like he's hanging by one piece of meat. And then, then it was on, right? We had to, we did knock it down finally, but it, it was a little contentious there for a minute, you know, just, and then after that, it got real serious. Like we got to be careful when we kill one of these ducks, you know, before they, we don't want flying away and getting maimed, but I don't think we lost any. I think every duck that we took, we put down and most of, them, the most of them went down. You might miss them, but man, when you hit them, they're but that was a guy where you got up in his yard to get it. Yeah. He came out and he's like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Kill them all. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got a rifle and a pistol right here. I shoot everyone I see. <laughs> this nasty bird crapping everywhere. But that, I mean, dude, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, if you want a motorcycle, we found a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We found bicycles. Plenty of bicycles. Boat. Yeah. We found a boat. Um, Dude, it was crazy because... You know, you think if you've never been to shooting iguanas, and I've, I've already said this before, but they are plentiful. When I say they're plentiful, like you think, yeah, there's lots of iguanas down south. No, there are tons of iguanas down south. And I mean, like you drive down the canal and you shoot one on the left side and you look kind of back behind you to the right and you realize that there's three or four more right there. And you're like, oh, oh, wait, there's. Two or three more right there in front of us. Like everywhere you look, if you look hard enough, once you start spotting like one or two iguanas, then you kind of get the eye for it. They are everywhere. We knocked down 20 iguanas and we probably could only shoot at every third or fourth iguana that we saw because we wouldn't shoot at any any iguanas that were kind of silhouetted up on the top of a bank, didn't have a good backstop. Um might just be not presented well in somebody's yard you know if it wasn't if it wasn't a clear can't shoot them off people's docks can't you know yeah so long story short though is we didn't shoot as many iguanas as we saw and we didn't even shoot as many iguanas as we could have just because it kind of came to like yeah is he big enough like i guarantee you for every one that we saw there was probably three that we didn't at least oh yeah at least three that we did this Nobody's seen it. The Under Pressure Outdoors podcast is brought to you in part by Hang Free. With a mission to provide top quality products for the best possible price, Hang Free believes that the saddle hunting experience is worth more than money. They create both tried and true products as well as debut new items to the saddle hunting community, creating a community of saddle hunters that don't have to break the bank to participate in the hobby that they love. 
Do yourself a favor and join the Hang Free family this hunting season. They truly have everything you need. Don't forget to use offer code UPO10 at checkout for 10% off your order at hangfree.co. We're right at the canal. <clears throat> I mean, we had, got, we, we, had, we had one person even it was asking if we could somehow chum him up from underneath his house because the iguanas have dug in underneath his house, and he's saying they're huge. And you need to chum them up. Like, no. and, and that's the thing that you don't, that people, maybe people don't realize is that you look at the banks down there on the canals, and they are absolutely destroyed because the iguanas make burrows. And they go inside the burrow, and that causes the bank. The, when they make the burrows, it causes the bank to erode. Seventy feet of burrows, I think. Yeah. With I multiple imagine. entrances and all that. That's what they, the females lay their eggs. They don't seem like they'd be that industrious, though. They got they got a pretty fair set of grips up front to yeah. move dirt and. Oh, they got grips all over them. Yeah. But Seventy feet. That's a lot of digging. And you look at the, the the banks, you're like, oh, that bank looks fine. It's because it's got freaking concrete. Yeah. All up and down the side of it. Well, they actually can't dig through it. Right. But, man, I mean, they were literally everywhere. And then we got, man. No, nah, I'm, I'm going to wait to tell the bridge. The, uh, the Talk about the bridge. I'm going to wait. The one that time one. that I got on the gun the longest was when Briar shot one up on the bank. And I said, and Briar was getting on to get it. I said, hey, Briar, watch out for those sand spurs right there. And then Briar looked at the bank, picked his path, and went right through the freaking middle of that patch of was, sand spurs. I was trying to just like lean over and not really get into them, and it, it didn't work. And then I got I out of the boat it. in Crocs and went to the right side of the sand spurs, walked up to the iguana, hooked it, and walked right back around. Never got a single sand spur on me. I got more sand spurs on me from being in proximity to Briar in the boat <laughs> than yep. I did from around that patch in the bank. One of the things, I just, I love Briar to death, man. One of the things I love about him, he's like our version of Pigpen. <laughs> it's like, the, the boat gets stuck, into the water. Doesn't even hesitate. Scared to death of snakes. Jump right in the snake's den. Right? <laughs> you know, sand spurs right through the middle of them. Yeah, it's just, it's always, never comes back clean. Always dirty when he no, gets back. I can't. I was like, you you pick sand spurs, I'll take the gun for a bit. <laughs> and I went to doing my shooting in there. And uh, that was that was fun. That that was right around where you were where you were talking about. I was, I, was, the bridge. I mean, it's it's too early to get into the. That was like the other than shooting the big one off the bat. Like that was the like we killed most of them in there. Yeah, and it was it was a slaughterhouse. That was funny really because like. that was when I don't know how you guys did on that canal. You got ahead of us because we were shooting them out of the out of that palm tree, and then. Uh, Janot started following you, and I said, "Ain't no use in following Jim because he, they're going to kill everything on this canal, and you're not going to see anything." So, all right, I'll take you to my secret spot. He turned around and went back out of that canal, and went another canal down, and that's when he took us. That was our tilapia spot. That's what was we started shanking. I saw in him boys. in the front of the in the front of the canal. Yeah, yeah. Um, we killed one or two, I think, but mainly that was the tilapia spot, and we, that was also Black Death Spider Bridge. We went through. <laughs> We went underneath a really, a pretty tight bridge. Had to put the troll. Had to put the um, power pole down, and the motor barely cleared. Because oh, the power pole hit the first time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm ducked down a little bit, but my head's just barely underneath the concrete, and I'm looking forward, and I'm I'm like, man, Jordan's really bent. What? Like, 
I, I, I was worried about what I was missing. Like, am I thinking there's a power line hanging out or, and then and right as I realized why he's bending over so much, I felt the, the just the massive webs just engulf me, you know, and you're like, ah! you know, and they were them little, them white horny spiders. Like they got little red spikes on them. They weren't big banana spiders or. Yeah, I've always called them crab spiders, but they are an orb weaver, just like a banana spider is. They're I an guess. orb weaver family. But you know, in the moment, they're all black yeah. widows. hundred <laughs> percent. Wait, wait, wait. How did my dad fare through that? You think I'm afraid of snakes? That man is afraid of spiders. Your dad was medicated. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I saw the man's eyeballs in seventy-two hours. He'd go, he'd come out of the bedroom, got the glasses on. We'd eat breakfast, got the glasses on. Hunt all day, got the glasses on. Sit out by the pool. It's eleven thirty at night, got the glasses on. I think that uh, he was wearing those glasses because he doesn't want to have to admit that he needs prescription eyewear, so he just wears the sunglasses. Tell me, am I wrong? Th- those are, I know they're prescription sunglasses. Yeah, but I don't think he wants to get a regular clear pair. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't want to admit that he so needs he just, clear sun, clear eyeglasses, so he, so he just, just wears, wears the sunglasses, sunglasses everywhere. All yeah. the time. <laughs> He's wearing the sunglasses so that he can see. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it is. Because <laughs> I noticed at one point I could see the bifocal line Yeah, in the yeah, bottom oh yeah. of the sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> he plays up that motorhead thing pretty good, though, man. He's always in character. Because oh, that is the character. No, he ain't playing up no character. <laughs> that, that's what I mean. He's the. He, I guess you're right. He's the genuine article. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The hat, the glasses, the beard. What yeah. did we see that I? I uh... Short of my dad getting out of bed. That's how I. And it do, does not matter the weather. Like it, it could be the hottest day of the year, and it's two hundred degrees denim outside, down. and. Long sleeve denim shirt, blue jeans. Yeah, man, and he never once griped about being hot. Never. And and you lo- hardly one thing you'll notice, he won't drink no hardly. I, I, I've almost never seen my dad drink water. I didn't see the man eat anything that didn't now, come out of a bottle or a bowl for forty eight <laughs> hours. I saw him eat breakfast on Sunday. Oh, did he did eat he breakfast? Ate, he, yeah, he ate yeah. it. Uh, That's right, Denny's. Yeah. Like, he probably ate more that weekend than he had in a long time. My dad just, did, like, my whole life, my dad has ate dinner. He lives on sunshine. Pretty much. Something. But. I think they, he lives off of something that lives on sunshine. Yeah, he's pickled. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a freaking great time. The pool was. A we nice spent a lot of time in that pool. Yeah. If, if we weren't trying to catch or kill something, we were in that pool. Like it, or cleaning something. Yeah. I loved our review on the way out. You are the most courteous guest we've ever had. Thank you for leaving the house in such great shape for a quick turnaround for our guests that are arriving today. And my wife's like, you didn't tell her that you were cleaning lizards and ducks in the sink, did you? Said, well, you know, no. you know what it is? I said, wait. And I realized why we got that great review. That's closed caption surveillance. In the closet was where the recorder and the TV was to view it all. They have no idea. They ain't got no idea we're standing there in the yard cleaning Tony Iguanas. <laughs> We're worried about them watching us the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's close. It's closed circuit, closed circuit uh, video cameras that were on that house. Oh, so they can go back and replay it and be like, what "Well, they the? could. Oh, they could. Yeah, but still, 
if place they was didn't, immaculate. If they didn't, they'd never know we did. We did a we right. did a damn good job of cleaning up after ourselves. They had no reason to review the footage. Right. Well, one of the things that made that house so nice is they had that big deep sink though. So and and then the great the granite countertop, so you can clean the fish and depot. You know everything go every all the all the bass stuff goes in the sink. Sink then it goes into the garbage can. Right. Clean off the countertop. It's like it never even happened. And then as far as plucking the ducks and everything else, same thing, right in the right in the sink. Scooped it all up so it didn't run down the drain and get into their garbage disposal. And uh, lickety split, man, everything right in the trash bag. And Watching you fillet them tilapia straight on the countertop, the first thing that came to mind was, you can't eat at everybody's house. <laughs> no, you can't eat at everybody's house. We had Clorox. <laughs> I think. Cleaned it right up, man. I think. In, in that case, Jim is the exception because if Jim cooked it, I'm probably going to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and no matter what it is, because I think I, I've tried some stuff that Jim has cooked that I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like this. But I've tried it anyways, and I'm like, this is delicious. <laughs> well, you sat there and went a tail stew tonight, man. Mediterranean mm-hmm. style. You've eaten more fish since you met Jim. You probably haven't damn near your whole life. Pretty much. Yeah. Like, them fish tacos were good. Like, I didn't, I realized I went back and I'm like, oh, this is the last piece of fish does anybody else want some <laughs> i was hungry that day man i was starving i we're still not sure if will got sick with tara i don't think i don't think so probably i, I not. tell you this man well, i ate is. four fish tacos but i probably could have skipped two of them well i guarantee i know for a fact if i was allergic to the fish i could have skipped two of them because it was either one of the first two and it was strawberry grouper or it was one of the last two and it was uh king mackerel or barracuda or barracuda, whatever we cooked up, I'm not sure. Well, I ate it all. I, I'm, fi- I'm fine. I tried again. But he was the only one that had a reaction. Right. He so was it, purple. I wasn't oh, purple. I looked bright purple. red. You had some spot, like some nasty looking spots. Oh, I know, bro. I have a picture of what's on my back. I'll get Jordan to put that up as the, uh, the, the podcast photo when he does that. But this one. I know. I've seen it. Oh yeah! I tell you what, if you're allergic to strawberry grouper, you're highly allergic because that those that little strawberry grouper fillets couldn't have been more than an ounce of piece. Yeah, but you think about like how red I get because uh, I'm allergic to fire ants. One fire ant bite, my entire body beat red. And I also I think it's like my skin flushes really easy, so like you can take and like with your finger on my back, you can write things like a whiteboard. Man, I bet you what you did is. You, you know, we were leaning against that pool, and that pool was pretty abrasive. I bet it was the pool. The actual, the, literally the physical pool, not the water. That caused you to have an allergic reaction? No, I think that might be what put your back all a tizzy. Just the combination of the heat and then no, you look at, from the... If you look at the front of my body, it was all covered in it. I it was, was covered blotches. all over in that, yeah. All that over. Was, it was definitely hives. Ooh, all right. Of some kind. But I wasn't, like I wasn't uncomfortable. Like, I didn't realize I was having an allergic reaction until y'all said something. Other than having the shakes. I had shakes like I had well, a fever. Well, we pointed it out to you, and then you're like, man, I got the shakes. Yeah. This motherfucker had ciguateria. <laughs> well, I got <laughs> over it pretty yeah. damn quick if I did. It yeah. was overnight. Yeah. I think we ate barracuda on that first night. Because I was feeling, remember, I, I went to bed. I was feeling a little, There's I only was been, feeling off. There's only been 32 cases of ciguateria in Florida. They get reported. Make it 33. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I never got tested. But, either. but well, like I said, if I did, I, it was such a mild case that like I, I didn't have any lasting effect from it. Because I'm pretty sure all five of us ate some of that 
either mackerel or barracuda because it came out of the one bag. How are you pooping the next day? Just fine. I, I was a little loose. Were you? Just fine. Yeah. But well, Sam is always which is, poop. which is normal, which is not normal, but for me it is. Yeah. Wasn't a big deal. No, I mean, I'm cool. It bother me none. I'm fine. And I, I'd try it again just to see if I had the same reaction. It wouldn't steer me away from it because I'm curious to know what it was. I'd, all, I'd rather have Benadryl on hand. That's one thing I talked to Amanda about when I got home. I was like, I need to make one of those, like a little pharmacy in a tackle box. What county were we in? And start yeah. carrying that with me when I travel. That's Palm, the way I have. Palm I have, Beach. You know, uh, Benadryl and things. If I'd have had Benadryl, that would probably made me a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. sleep. But other than that, that's all I would have needed to get rid of that, some Benadryl. Yeah, it wasn't anything zero crazy. Point zero one. Let's see, why did no, nobody else In really? 2021, the rate per 100,000 of ziguatera fish poisoning in Palm Beach County was point zero one. That means that guy was wrong because he's had their head and been a case of, of ziguatera in Palm Beach County. Yeah, but they can't put point zero on there because there's always a chance. You know what I mean? No, rate per 100,000 is... Point one. Who knows what they're doing? In what was that? Uh, one if, out of, yeah, I'm not a betting, one out of a hundred thousand. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm not a betting man, but I'll take a point one odd. This out of a hundred thousand. I will bet if you change the stats on out of a hundred thousand people that ate parrotfish or barracuda, that the that's numbers not, go up. That's yeah. That's just. Uh. Palm Beach County. That's any fish. That's not just Barracuda. This is the Florida uh, Health. Same thing on a three-year rolling. We're at point one compared to a hundred thousand. Yeah. I don't know. Admittedly, I, I'm usually not too. I just I, I gotta. My whole life, it's like you Barracuda get secretary. You stop breathing. Right, paralyzing bed. But the way you can't, the way you talked about it, I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I looked at it, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Well, There's, this is all before you get internet on your hand and your, and your right. It's 20 years they, ago. They scuba diving, nobody worst, killed those the worst things. symptoms. You know of what? Yes, it could like cause paralyzation. Yeah, it's not permanent. No, but it was. It was I'm telling you, back Still in the day terrifying. when I was doing all the spearfishing, yeah. it was just accepted as fact, right? Because now, now that I know that. Had I known then what I know now, I'd have been hauling barracuda back to the boat too. Yeah. Oh, the other stringer of fish that people used to look sideways at me. But you ate the other fillets you had, so you know you know for a fact that that uh, barracuda tastes good. No matter we ate it there in fish tacos, you it's ate fantastic. It yeah. yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Nice white flaky fish. Like stupid to pass them up if you know if the odds really are in the right areas, right? Yeah, I wouldn't keep them out of the Bahamas. Right. Apparently, them, them guys down there are just about immune to it now. The people that like live there, I think they eat the little ones. Who I think. Knows? I think that you build up a tolerance to it. I think about it. I mean, if it's persistent in the fish and the, all the fish you eat to to an extent, like you you can't avoid it. In, or in an area or where it's very prominent. Is it a cumulative toxin? Right. Where the more times you eat it, you're just inching closer, like lead poisoning. Speaking of which, y'all saw that, I get the calipers on it, 30 cal bullet that I pulled out deep from a from a, a football roast. Yeah, the football roast cut steaks out of it. 
It was sitting there. Actually, I even cooked it and uh, took a bite out of my steak. I was like, what the hell is that? And I spit it out. It's a copper jacketed 30 cal bullet. Hmm. And I'm like, I haven't shot any deer in the ass. So the only thing I could figure is that somebody must have hit it. Did you put a micrometer on it or something? To- Just calipers. Because oh. the, the back end of that bullet was was really well preserved. Yeah. So it was buried in there. The only thing I could think of is that it's not a, it's not a common pistol round. But I would think you would notice like a pussy buildup if it was in there for some extended period of time. Not really. It was in there for a long time. It could have been a deer that um, it could very well because I I did shoot, but you yeah you, I don't know because I've know. shot deer. Look, I've shot deer with a twelve gauge slug and it not exit, and I shot it in the shoulder. And I found the slug inside of the backhand. Hmm. I guess it's possible. It's um, deflects off the shoulder blade going in and travels through everything else. Ends up inside the ham in the back. Because but you, you would, with, with, so that was a deer that I processed myself. Mm-hmm. And you would think if if a deer if a bullet traversed the entire deer, there'd be all the rib cage would be all blown out. You'd have pooling of blood in the ham. Like, what? You would think that there would have been a whole lot of blood right there, at the football roast, right? And you end up with all the, uh, you know, that the gelatin that you know, when you end up with a bloodshot deer, it just wasn't there. So it's it's. But you'd I also can't think, figure it out. You'd also think if it had time to persist inside of the deer, there would have been some sort of calcification around the bullet. It wouldn't just sit in the meat. The body would build something around it to protect the deer from the bullet that's stuck inside of it. Fair Your enough. body does that. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Don't know it's a mystery. So, you know, it, it may very well be somehow a deer I shot. The bullet wound up there, but it's, it's just a mystery I won't be able to solve. And I don't really care, but I did keep the bullet because it looks so cool. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> I do want to say as we talk about fish that we got to send a huge shout out to uh, Fish Envy Charters. Really knowledgeable guy. Yeah. He was he was a super cool guy. I'd definitely go out with him again. I mean, he was. It was just a uh, not the greatest day of fishing overall for a fishing period, but uh, man, he did everything he could. He did. He he, he worked. He he worked his tail off trying to get us on. Watching fish. that shark blow up that oh that was, oh, that was something else. Yeah. Well, no, because we hooked him on the on his his marlin lure. Well, he was chasing the uh, the bonita. He was chasing bonita. the bonita. Yeah, and then he blew up the marlin lure, you're right. Yeah. I think you had more than one shark back there, and one of the sharks got that bonita off the hooks. And yes. then another one s- tried to Smoked snag that name. marlin lure, thinking it was another bonita. Yeah, and there was yeah, no small shark. It, yeah, it no, was, it was dude, ripping Ryder, out of Dude, Briar was rod. reeling as hard as he could, and it was still going you, the opposite direction. If you could... Uh, the, the video... I think Jordan took the video, but... In the video that we played, I don't know, you know, editing, there may be some other stuff in there. But you hear Will, like, the, you hear the captain talking about how big the shark was, right? And Will's like, where, where is he? And about that time, the drag just starts singing, and I'm like, close to the boat. <laughs> Here you go. L- listen, listen to this. It's coming. Right about now. 
<laughs> there it goes. Adios. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And then I, I cut that one like, off, man. But dude, he ran. I was I was gaining on him right until you hear start hearing drag sing. And then that was it. And I'm like, I guess I should just keep reeling. Just you to... weren't gaining on him. He was swimming towards the boat. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, was gaining on you. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we could have landed that shark, but like you said, that had been an hour fight, and we were no, like, that okay. shark busted the line. Oh yeah, he broke himself off. Oh, yeah. he did. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. well, even uh, had that had he not broke himself off, and we did actually try to like. Because I was about ready to be like, hey, let's go get on something we can put in the boat. Yeah. Right. And because I was kind of mulling that over and just reeling. And then cause we're talking about, ah, let's go chase something else instead of wasting time. We only had a half day trip. So it wasn't like, I was like, do we waste an hour on something we can't put in the boat? It would be cool, but. Are like, you going to get in the water and take a photo with it? No, I wouldn't get in the water. <laughs> I landed a five and change fine tooth shark off my g3 but it, because i was on a g3 um it made it doable like the shark would run and we'd <laughs> just follow the shark they just chase fish. right and then you gain out them a little bit and then the shark would tear off again and i would just follow it with the boat right and then we'd regain on it and it would it would do that but still then even even when it got to the point where it was getting exhausted enough that you didn't have those big runs anymore. I probably, unfortunately, I've got catwalks on my boat because I probably walked around that boat fifty times. So right, it's kept, it's it's trying to it starts start swimming in circles, right? Yeah. But, and anytime it would get close enough to the boat, it would run, and then you'd you'd work it back and it would run, and then we'd go around the boat a couple more times. It would run, bring it back to the boat, go around the boat a couple times, and uh, and finally, finally, tuckered itself out enough I could get a rope around its tail and get him in. Mm-hmm. But that's that we've been we've we've been eating on that shark all year here and there whenever I've done chowders or gumbos. Props to the dude in the Ginu though, in like two hundred and fifty feet of water. Yeah, but you say right. two hundred and fifty feet of water and like around here that's un un it's not unheard of, but at the distance we were You gotta go a ways to get two hundred and fifty yeah, feet up we, here. We at one point reached three hundred foot and I don't think we ever went I'm, I'm saying that we were two miles offshore. It's nah. probably a massive stretch. We were a mile. We were a mile. No, yeah, well, like, a mile. I, we I can miles. tell you this: I like never three hundred foot. We were in three hundred feet of water, and I still had five G. You could still see people walking on the beach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you could plainly see beach, no problem. That's that's just how close that shelf was. But <laughs> what's interesting is you were also only five hundred yards from sixty feet of water. Yeah. Yeah. It was right where it dropped off. But how clear that water was coming through the, the channel. Or uh, the, uh, uh, the Boynton Beach Inlet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, cause it's insane. That's what was insane. Because like, you're in that like, crystal clear water. I mean, we must have been in, what, five, six foot of water at least? Where? In the, in the channel? Cl- in the clear water. In the channel? I bet the channel was 30 feet deep. But you could still see bottom. Yeah. Even thirty foot of water, and you could see the bottom, right? Yeah. And then we broke through the inlet. I understand we couldn't couldn't really see bottom in the inlet, but there's a lot of stuff turning up there. But 
it was like almost as soon as we oh, got out of there. You very clearly see bottom in the inlet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the, in the inlet, it was 30, 40 feet deep, and I could see rocks on the bottom. But still, I mean, you broke through the inlet, right? And it was just, it was almost blue water. Oh, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful water down there. I'd go back yeah. and fish there again just because it's so pretty. Oh, yeah. Like I talked to him about surf fishing there because you didn't have, there were no waves. You wouldn't want to surf there. Um, but surf fish there, he was like the captain was saying, you get out and you go out to the sandbar and you cast and surf fish between, like cast out in between the two sandbars, wade that back, and you're catching tarpon and all kinds of other crap running right between the two sandbars. Mm-hmm. You go a little further south, down by Dania, you can almost walk out to it. You still got to take a dive flag, but you'll see there's a <clears throat> there's a shelf out there where on the top, I, I think the water is like five or six feet deep. I can't remember if there's people standing up there, but boats at anchor on the top, and man, it's it's like a giant limestone ledge. It's literally broken off, um, but it goes from let's say six feet deep to twenty five feet deep, and there's all kinds of cool tropicals in there. You can occasionally spear a keeper. Um, you'll find all kinds of little lobsters in there. They're too small to keep, but it is a neat area. It's, you know, I, as I said, like 30 times down there, no offense to the folks that love it, but this is not my place. Right. But I do like the water. Yeah. It was, it was the, the water was definitely beautiful, but I want to go back there and try and catch some peacock bass and the clown knife fish. We did see some peacocks. Yeah. We've seen, seen at least one that I remember. Yeah. But it's, that'd be fun. It's insane how, like, I, I, I just, I honestly don't understand how any sportsman in that far south in Florida could tell you that, like, that there's nothing to hunt. Yeah. Like, the, the amount of invasives between birds to iguanas is insane. I mean, you can literally hunt year around. Well, I, I think it depends on what how you define or how they're defining hunting like if you wanted to deer hunt it's really not there's not as much you don't have it as prevalent there as you do here yeah but even then you could drive outside of there and head towards like the glades and it's still you're still not that far from that's tough hunting yeah yeah that's tough hunting. but what we were doing that's the easy button hunting. right yeah. <laughs> it goes back to when is hunting, not hunting. That wasn't hunting. That was just straight killing. It was still hunting, but I think it, was, <laughs> it wasn't. Well, I, it's hard to say it was hunting, but it was harvesting. But, you know, for somebody who says, you know, I think I want to get into. Come on. You know, you always start a small mm-hmm. game to get them hooked. In, in the past, for me, it's always been squirrels. Right. Now it's like, really? Oh, it is July. Hunt <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> season in July. Trust me. <laughs> Yeah, it's all well, right. I got you. I got your ticket. What, what you got for gas money? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. But good lord, the stinking doves were everywhere. What were they? The oh, the Eurasian collared dove. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. There was white pigeons, white doves. If we had, we we passed Egyptian geese. But we should have. We we had an opportunity to kill Egyptians. Obviously, the um, <whistles> were the Muscovies mm-hmm. or Muscovies. A white, a white dove of some kind, farm dove, collared doves, iguanas, pigeons, yeah, rock doves, rock dove, yeah, like um, Eurasian teal. I, look, I don't those, know. Those are just the ones that breathe air. 
That's not including the fish we could have put oh, yeah. out of there. Yeah. And I'm not talking about dumb tilapia. amount of fish. I mean, tilapia, like the, the like, clown knife head. I'm sure there had to be yeah. some snakeheads in was there. It, uh, is it uh, Mayan cichlids or the other one? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they're all over yeah. the place. You know, back in the day when I was doing all the volunteering with BHA, we talked about doing an invasive fishing, hunting, whatever thing in there. Except not from down. The guys down there, like, well, you know, we want to make sure everybody can get on some fish. And now that I've been down there, I'm like, what? No, what? What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just. I don't know what, what I, how do you miss? You know, it's like <laughs> pick a canal, go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the freaking slab bluegills. Did you look at it, dude? Next to the boat ramp? Yeah. Huge. Slabs, man, sitting on beds. And yes. they were aggressive, fighting off of the fish the whole time. I was like, man, if I had a rod right now, I'd be throwing slabs in the boat. Yes. Mm. But huh. the bridge, Briar, the bridge. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> So we're coming up to the, well, I don't know, was that a weir or something? Or are they working on the canal? Something. They had it blocked off on the other side of the bridge. But as we're coming up to it, and Janot's back there driving the boat going, man, I can't believe it. Where are they? They're usually all over these rocks. And then as, as we get up, we get up to the bridge, and I don't know, we see like one or two stuck up underneath that bridge at first head sticking out of the top and like they're just they're at the top like in between like where the bridge and like the column where they sit and i mean we get up under there and there must have been what we shot most of them i'd say you killed five or six we turn around you, you got killed, in the sand spurs came back i killed four or five or six something like that yeah and i mean not little ones i mean good size ones yeah that's yeah. A lot of the good eaters that got it came out of there that, that was, we got. Janot said, "This is a good place for the laser." Yeah, I turned <laughs> that laser on, and he was not. He was. He wasn't joking, because you could sit at the end of the bridge, just in it, with the nose of the boat just in the bridge, and if you, it's like, ah, oh, it's a little far to just use the laser, but you peek through that scope, bang, and just bust them. And I'm, I'm talking about like one shot. Dead, dead the problem with it was, though, you'd dead kill iguana. one, and he'd turn around and start flinging his tail, and iguana shit's just going, just going everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's all iguana, not rat. And pigeon and everything else. Yeah. yeah. But that that, that that bridge was well, it was like shooting iguanas under a bridge. That's what about it was. Yeah. Man, it was but, I mean, very akin just, to fish in a barrel. We just slayed them in that bridge. They had nowhere to go. No, they. Didn't. I mean, they could get if they turned one way. They could hide far enough back up underneath there where you couldn't see them. But we just hooked them with the gaff and drug them out. Yeah, <laughs> you shoot them and you can reach them there in the gaff and drag them out and drag them out of the water and whatever else you need to do. Yeah, another city there. <clears throat> You're right. It's not hunting. That I don't it, know. Some it, of it, it. It's an activity. Okay, it, so it's. it's <clears throat> I'd rank it above a tower shoot, closer to hunting. Right, but. Like the only thing I think that you, where you could argue that it is hunting is it is a wild animal. I would put it. I would yeah. put it. I would put they, it around the they same farmed. I'd put it around the same spectrum as uh, pigs from a helicopter. I was gonna say now. I would now say I, pigs from an airboat. Maybe not from a well, helicopter. I, I kind of know what the I forget who it was that that English duke or lord or whatever that came over here back in the day, and just. Unfortunately, he wasted it, but just stacked him up. Like, just shot all day. But he was shooting antelope and elk and buffalo, right? Like, 
it wasn't, it's not like you were going to wake up and not shoot something. Right. Right. But I imagine that because you read the stories of how much game was out there on the plains back then. That, that's kind of what it must have been like. And so I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I would have enjoyed hunting that much. If it's here, they come again. Boom, boom. Yeah. Right? If every day was like we had. If every day of hunting was like we had killing iguanas, I don't think it would have the lure. Well, I, don't, I know it wouldn't. I wouldn't. Charles, load so, my rifle. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> So it's I hate failing, here, but I keep hunting because it's the failure that right. makes the success sweet. So it says here there are three main species of iguana uh, in Florida, and it's the black spiny-tailed iguana, the Mexican spiny-tailed iguana, and, of course, the green iguana. Florida is not native habitat for any of them. However, over time, they become misunderstood, yet highly invasive nuisance. Um, let's see wreaking havoc on the state's plant life, animal life, and causing serious damage to both man-made and natural structures with their feces and elaborate burrows. So, I mean, they are like, it's not just some cool lizard. I mean, they are actually causing serious damage in South Florida. to understand the legalities behind hunting iguanas, you have to, they have to be in a public waterway. So you can't just roll up and shoot them out of somebody's yard with no permission. You need to have a safe backdrop. You can't use a firearm. Um, So we're using uh, pneumatic air rifles, like multi-shot, bolt-action pneumatic air rifles. And they they do still fall under um, like animal cruelty laws. So, you know, sitting there and just popping them over and over and over again with a 177 caliber pellet gun. Yeah. Can't do that. So invest the uh, 200 bucks. I think it was for the air guns we were using the Marauders. So like two fifty. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're so, I mean, <laughs> William said that, that you, you can't shoot them out of people's yards without permission, but Jim, how many, we probably came at, at across at least five people that are out in their yard. Kill them all. See, yeah. They see us with pellet guns. They're like, kill everyone you see. So, it's not hard to get permission. No. Yeah, but I mean, like, at the same time, you don't want to, like, screw up their house. Yeah. Or, so that's know, where you keep it safe. Start backdrop. poking holes in their screen. Yeah. So you got to be a little bit considerate Because yeah, those pellet guns are no joke. Oh, yeah. Them things are, like, smoking them suckers. Yeah. God, dude, I just... And don't get me wrong. I mean, you could hit them in the head, and they still... That's they're run. pretty tough. Yeah. They would... So... Like like Janot was telling us there at the beginning, and and you see it after you shot a couple of them. It's like okay, just shoot them again. Oh yeah, now, we, a couple we, you we ground really check every one of those things. They bring it back to the boat. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You put one in it, just not taking a nasty viral bite from one of them things. No, because I've been bit by a, a lizard, and I don't know. Yeah, a bunch of little, I don't know if they really little had. needle teeth. Just you you can you. pick up an Umarex gauntlet. Uh, in twenty two or twenty five caliber for two twenty nine ninety nine. I I would I would go for the twenty five. Oh yeah, all day. Well, that's where you're shooting was gauntlets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the optics got to get some good optics. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I understand. You know, Janot wasn't big on a red dot, but I think a good a good red dot, even maybe with a magnifier, like a flip away magnifier. Yeah, would would do you pretty freaking solid out there. 
Mm. As long as you can, uh, you know, we didn't as well as we should have, but as long as you can maintain a good sharp knife, they're really not the hardest thing on earth to clean either. Once you, like, they had like a scale on them. If you could get underneath, I mean, they cut pretty easy, but trying to get through yeah, to do that was tough. So I did the last batch of, I did a, a batch of legs. I just took them straight into the air fryer. They weren't bad. But ideally, if I was going to do that again, and you'd make them, they'd be awesome. I'd, I'd poach them for a little bit. I'd poach them for a little, um, just, just to soften, soften them up. up. And then, yeah, you don't even, you don't need a, you don't need to bread them or anything. Um, but then probably throw them in the air fryer for a couple of minutes just to crisp them and then give them the old hot sauce and butter. So you could probably do I gave, exactly like I gave some iguana meat to Larry and he was like, man, cause I also gave him some of the, uh, Caribbean seasoning that I had mm-hmm. the, the, uh, Island time. He's like, I got to look on his site and see what he's got for seasoning wise. So I got to get a hold of, get a hold of him. Oh, and all see kind what he of thinks. stuff, man. It's iguana spice. Yeah. What he thinks would be good for an iguana spice. Yeah. But the the legs that we did, where I just oh, poached them oh, and then did them in the rundown. Yeah, those things were like frog legs. Oh yeah, they yeah, just, they were nice. But see, when when Jordan brought that little piece uh, out to after the pool. you just kind of braised them down a little bit. No, I mean it, what, what were you? Forty five minutes. I swear it was chicken. Like, oh no, you, that that had braised for about forty minutes. Yeah, like I said, forty five yeah. minutes maybe. Yeah, the max. But anyways, like. If you could have literally took two pieces that looked just like that, one iguana and one chicken, as far as flavor goes, I don't think anybody would have said that wasn't chicken. No. And that's rare. Usually everybody says, oh, it tastes like chicken. No, no, it doesn't. You know what's funny, though, is I noticed when, when we were skinning the legs, they look like frog legs. And when I say that, like the, the color of the meat and... The like it has that surface vein on it just under the skin. Yeah, you see on a frog leg, they had that too, but they didn't. the The texture was very different once we got it fried up. Yeah, it's more substantial. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's what I say. The once, if, but if you poached it, like once it was braised down, it's it, it slid off the bone and felt just like a frog leg. But then when you look down at the actual bones that were left, you're like that's a chicken wing. It's a chicken bone. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I fried the other ones, but I didn't poach them. And and I actually took the time to sever the 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 joints. So you had the the wing in the leg, so to, you know yeah. what I mean, the flapper and the in the leg, little chicken wing piece. Um, it was just it was chewy. You you'd have thought maybe you were eating an old the wing off an old free range bird, I think. And yeah, you know, so it didn't it didn't schluck off like a good chicken wing does. But you could get there. I said you could get there just by taking the time to braise them down a little bit and then crisp them up and then hit them with your your sauce and i think they would be you could i think you could feed a whole room full of people and people would might a lot of people will, especially if they had a cerveza or two they'd have no idea they weren't eating chicken wings and the people that didn't right the people that hadn't drank and you told them they were chicken wings they would be in the in the side whispers but you know those, those chicken wings they really they just something was off they were okay but I've had better chicken wings somewhere else. And then they find out at the end that it was iguana meat. Yeah. Like, it's so close thought, to chicken. If they hadn't, if you if you braised it down first and then fried it like a chicken wing, I think they'd wonder what kind of chicken it came from. 
Right. Yeah. I don't think they ever would have questioned it. Ever gone to the reptile world? No, they, I don't no. think so either. Because if you look at the bones, but it's chicken wing bone. Right. Except it's not as it's not hollow. Well, no, right. it's, it's denser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when you looked at the bones, like some of them, I can see where you'd be like, like especially the drumstick. Maybe That's a weird flat. looking chicken wing. Well, yeah. You'd be like, yeah. why is there no skin on these chicken wings? <laughs> you can get skinless chicken wings at Kerr's and places like that. Yeah. Because I skinned them myself. Health conscious. Yeah. Yeah. Locale, man. But especially if you so. fried them in something like, uh, fried them in beef tallow. Yeah. You know, something that's going to add back that, that, for lack of better words, like a store bought flavor yeah. to it that they associate with store bought meat. You'd never know. They were good. I'm, a, I'm officially out of iguana meat yeah. after feeding you guys tonight. Only thing I got left Dude, is you the, the muscovies. Well, I I made the legs and ate those, and I put all my my tail meat in the stew today, and ate the tilapia and the. How'd that tilapia well, eat? It was good, man. I, I was I was I got home late. It was like eight o'clock. There was nothing fancy, man. I just threw the whatever fish was in a little bit in the bag with some the go to Tony Shetries. A little butter and oil. Ate it. Good. The one thing we have neglected to talk about is that mean snooker hooked into at the dot. <clears throat> hooked into is the proper word. That's why I said I'll hooked into that. it. Yeah, he yeah, caught yeah. that joker. He hit the dot, though. He hit the I know the Briar dot. asked me for the video the other day, and I know he's going to go, Where you got this snook? Yep. I'd, look, I'll tell you right hit now. You can say it all you want. I didn't catch that fish. I didn't touch it. I didn't catch it. I don't know. Where My I, man. If, if I did not lay hands on it for a photograph, I did not catch that fish. It wasn't. Dis- and, you know, the, you you should have caught that fish. And I'll put this on the cap because I was like, get it a net. It was also mid-cleaning hour. I was like, get a net, yeah. get a net, get a net. And the one dude, two boats over, was trying to get us net. You guys didn't see him. We had a beard and red T-shirt on. He was trying to get a net to us. Yeah. But the captain just was like, swing it on. And there she went. Yeah. That gill I, I have that, that line. I think I've lost three like good sized trout that same way. Like, oh, I'm just gonna get this thing on the boat. Because like the net's across the boat, and you're like, ah, you don't want it to walk. And you're like, ah, oh, it's gone. You know, twenty three inch trout, and you're like, damn. Yeah. You know, not anymore. I'm all, I, I'm a net man. I would love to tell you, like, man, that snook put up a really good fight, but I also had like a deep sea rod, so I didn't feel it. There, and there you only had no like yeah, the yeah. only had like maybe thirty foot of line out. If that the captain if like I had turned 30, around and was like, "He's on, he's on, he's on." And yeah, William's like, just huh? gingerly standing what? there. <laughs> I had, I, yeah, I had no idea that he even took the took the bait. Like, and it was like just a, a fish, uh, like skin the fillet, the skin part of the fillet. And I guess he took it. He's like, "Set the hook, set the hook," and I set the hook, and I sure enough, there was a fish there. But it, it wasn't like. Having hooked into one on a regular, like like my pin over there, like on the other side of yeah. the wall in the garage, if I hooked into him with that, I'd have known it. Oh yeah, he yeah. started spooling me, and we'd have had a good fight. But with the rod that I had, and like you said, I only had I'd literally flip the bail and went bloop, and then flip the bail back over. There was no cast to that. Yeah, and he just it, no spooling line or nothing. Cane pulled him it, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> I think I only got two reels. Is like flip him on the dock, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah. Sit tight. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. 
as we move through life, it's inevitable that we're going to find ourselves needing trusted advice from legal counsel, from business transactions to real estate, lawsuits to contract matters. We all need advice and assistance from time to time. Attorney Roman Hammes, multi-state law practice, focuses on litigation, business law, and real estate. Roman helps individuals and business owners find solutions to their legal problems. If push comes to shove, Rome is an experienced litigator with extensive trial experience and the ability to take it all the way. He's been named Super Lawyer every year from 2016 to present, a distinction given to only 5% of practicing lawyers. Most importantly, Roman is an avid hunter, angler, conservationist, and proud supporter of the UPO Nation. When you need dependable legal counsel, call Roman, 407-680-6050 or... 843-324-1727 or email roman at romanvhamas.com that's r-o-m-a-n at r-o-m-a-n v-h-a-m-m-e-s dot com offices Florida and South Carolina Go ahead. Yeah. Then there's that Jack that came through, but that Jack was a sniper, man. He seemed to know. He did. You know, he'd, oh, he's wise. When we weren't paying attention, you'd throw some piece of meat, you know, wham! And, he'd be, oh, and then we'd all get if all somebody, jacked up and throw it in there and throw it in with bait. And he's like, mm. If you would have hooked that Jack, that reel would have sang. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He was a, a big old Jack. I, I think that Jack may have understood the gig, right? Like, he yeah. may, you know, he's had his lip poke a couple times, perhaps. I don't know. So Jack like that, do you think somebody would have already put him on the smoke? I, I think that you you underestimate how much of a fight a Jack will put up. I've caught one before. I I know. And he wasn't much bigger than a dang big bluegill. Yeah. And that joker was fighting. I, I, I've shot two with a spear. I was careless on the first one. <laughs> not the second one. <laughs> I was not careless on the second one. There was definite thought about shot placement. What, what was that fish that Jim hooked like in the head or whatever? Tile fish. A tile fish. File fish. A file, file fish. fish. Pulling it in sideways. And that man, we're all like, man, Jim's got a huge fish and get it out. Oh, wait, no. Like, no, the file fish got through the it was a little trigger fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little yeah. queen trigger. We we're like, think Jim's got this huge fish and get it up. Realize he had just been reeling the fish sideways the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the trigger fish is another one that back in the day, my scuba diving days, because they used to be there like twelve or fourteen to the fork. They didn't have to be real big. And Nobody shot him. Nobody killed him. And I've always been kind of like, well, you know, what can you take? Um, so I'd bring up these trigger fish, and people are like, why'd you shoot that? And I'm like, because they're good. And now, also, I don't know when all of a sudden trigger fish became popular, because now I don't know what they got to be. They got to be huge to be able to take them. I'll tell you what, they used popular. to be all over the reefs. What made them popular is that you can catch trigger fish in damn near the same spot you can catch grunt. And when people are catching grunt, just out there catching grunt fish, and they find another fish that they can keep, they keep it. And then when you're frying up that, the grunt fish, grunt's good. Then you fry the trigger fish next to it. You eat a piece of that, you're like, oh, that's good. Right. But I'm telling you, this is only 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. When I used to shoot trigger fish, and that was the nice thing. You come down back in the day because nobody used to knock them down or keep them. There used to be some trigger fish on the reef that were big. And the, the biggest pain in the butt with them is, 
when you when you shot them, the the triggers would lock out, right? And there's a little trick you can play this thing with Finn. You fold them under, but you put them on your stringer and you're not paying attention. All of a sudden you kick into one. You're like, Duh! it's like getting shot. But yeah, man, they were fantastic. And now triggerfish are hard to find. Hmm. Weird. Everybody you can, loves them. You can tell that captain takes a lot of tourists out. Because he's like, the first thing you could tell right away, because he's like, okay, I finally got some guys that don't give a crap what we catch as long as we put some meat in the box. Now, granted, he did try, and I'd have loved to hooked into a sailfish. That'd have been awesome, and yeah. you know, you can't blame him for trying. You know, you can't blame that we didn't catch much because he put forth the effort, and he was calling all his buddies, and wasn't hardly nobody catching anything. He actually gave us some extra time too. We were out. He before. did. Yeah, he did. But well, yeah, pretty. Sh- once he figured out that we were just a bunch we were, of good old boys. Yeah, you know, good old boys. Let's just put some fish on the boat. That's when he's like. Stop baiting your hooks. Just here's your bait. Yeah, it, it. Yeah, here's your handful. I'm reaching across the back of the bow with a holding a, uh, with his fillet knife, cutting a piece and grabbing another because he's got a pile of bait there. Just yeah. a bait my own hook. That, that, but that's one of the things when it's their boat. I always play by their rules. But yeah, you know, I go out every now and again, and man, when a guide like insists, like he's the only guy that can bait your hook, like you're gonna bait it wrong. I'm like, um, I, I see how you're putting it shrimp on the hook i'm pretty sure i can master that task (laughs) it's not it's not like i look if he wants to or like he's helping me out and you know if he takes fish off and he just puts a new piece on it that's whatever you know what i mean but if he's helping one of you and i reel up and i got no bait i'm not gonna sit there and i don't want to sit there and wait for the captain to come by and bait my hook back up right I'm like, hey man, just give me a pile. If you're here helping me with something, whatever. If you're helping them, I can rebate my own hook. Yeah, right. It, it like bugs me to not bait my own hook. I feel like it, it almost does, right? Like, hey, hey, hey. You stri- you're trying to strip me of my masculinity, there, son. Give me a bait. Did they ever tell you about the time when we were fishing like a little stocked bluegill pond? Uh, at a lawn at Scott Farms, and and fishing like a piece of the hot dog. And this grown man, the lady that's selling the hot dog bait. Is also come around and unhook a people's fish. This man hooks uh, his his daughter hooks a bluegill and he, he's holding it they're holding it out of the water, and then I mean it's decent size, about the size of a beer can, you know. And he's waiting on her to come take it off the hook. And I turned around and said, "Hey, go take that fish off the hook for him." Rylan just walks over there and says, "Whoop!" Little C folds the pins down, hook out, throw it back in the water. He says, you "Just do it like that," and then comes back over and starts fishing again. <laughs> like that's my boy. If you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. But that just seems. It seemed to me more like he didn't want to touch the fish. I know. <laughs> he didn't know how to get it off the hook. I, I, before you make fun of him, I mean, I really feel bad for a guy like that. That means yeah. that when he was young, nobody took him fishing. It, it's it's natural for a little kid to at first be like, yeah. And, he's, and, and dad's going to be, no, no, it's okay. Start here. Smooth the fins down. Hold them tight so he can't get away. Right, or if you really start wriggling, just drop them and try again. Right, and you'll be fine. And you know, or, but man, you get to thirty years old, and that's not something that comes rather natural to you. You, you. I feel like you miss part of your childhood, a big part. Yeah. Anyway, you haven't lived until you catch a titty brim, though. 
which it's so <laughs> if your titty brim is so big you can't get your hand around it, so you have to hold it to your titty to get the hook out of it. That's a that's a some Briar lingo or some Jeff lingo. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong side of the family, dude. Yeah, yeah. Was, that came from my mother's side, my Did grandfather it? on that side. Yeah. And they always, that's the nice thing because the one the titty brim always they're so big that they like got this big fat nodule on their forehead. Yeah. Oh yeah, big lump. That was a frying that was a frying pan fish right there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When the fish fillet comes all the way up, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to work the fillet knife backwards a little bit if you want to get trying to get a fillet off of it. So you get in front of the gill plate on both sides and then work it back down. To there. Yeah, that's when you're like, man, that's kind of a small tilapia. Oh shit, that's a brim. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, those are the, those were actually the first tilapia that I've ever cleaned. Really? Yeah, they were, and I was really disappointed that for as big as those fish were. Mm. There's zero rib and belly meat. I mean, it's they just, were good size, but compared to what I've shot around here with a bow fishing bow, those were kind of a, a medium sized tilapia. Really? But still, oh, yeah. all the all the meat's on the top. Yeah, right. And then back behind the rib cage. But there's no there's no there's no reason to get sexy with it, right? Come down with the knife right behind the rib cage through the bottom, and I mean, I'm no shit shot some tilapia around here that fill up a cookie sheet. That may be, but I bet there was still no meat on the rib cage. I mean, it's come right to the skin, man. There's that's because they're vegetarians. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. good point. Yeah. It ain't well though. I'm sure I got mercury poisoning, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know that I'd have been trying to get tilapia out of that murky water. Most yeah. of the time, when we shoot tilapia, we try to get them out in like super clean, clear murky lakes. water. That water really wasn't that. I mean, it is South Florida, so brother, there was yeah. motorcycles and boats, and yeah, yeah. I was battery acid. I, I caught myself there. I was like, <laughs> d- d- it was moderately clear, but then I thought I was like, nah, probably painkillers. We're, pain yeah. killers, we're in South Florida, so There's yeah, cocaine in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's probably a few bales in that boat that was sank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't make a steady diet of it. I don't think you hurt yourself by eating a fish. That's all no. we got was like one a piece. So. But, but but like you said when we were fishing, if I die of mercury poisoning because I've eaten that many fish, I lived a good life. Yeah. Or you're fishing in the Flint River. I'd... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you made a steady diet out of those canals, though, you 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 might actually be risking reaching that goal. You'd be like that. Yeah. You'd be like that hobo that was when we left the ramp, he was sleeping on the bench, and then when we came back to the ramp. He was still asleep on the same bench in the same exact position. Dude, he looks so comfortable, though. And I, I don't know how, because his head was using that armrest. Armrest as a, I guess he had just enough cushion, but. Heroin. He, he was, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but that gentleman was perfect size for that bench. He was on a cloud. He didn't care. And he was, yeah, he was all tucked up there, and he. Because he'd been up all night long. Looked so comfortable in the shade. <laughs> the heroin. You know, if you're used to sleeping outside, I imagine or he pretty good slept sleep. in three days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or he was dead. That too. There's a good <laughs> chance. Oh, man. But South Florida is just a whole... I mean, like, you know, I've driven through it to the Keys. But South Florida itself is just a whole different experience in total. I mean, it is... Fucking Brooklyn with palm trees. Yeah, I told that. Like, <laughs> right. I, I said when we were down there, when you tell people Brooklyn that, with yeah, palm trees, when you meet people and tell them that you're from Florida, that's, that's what they that's what they imagine. That's what they envision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But see, the the thing is, which is not the Florida that we're from. 
But no. look, look, if you got if you got off ninety five and you went straight west, there was nothing. Once you got out of what? it was cow pasture and palm trees. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. There was nothing to every what, single bit of it was wet. It probably turns into a huge pond when it rains, but yeah. <laughs> I wonder uh, how far inland the iguanas make it. Uh this here says it today. Uh, green iguanas are everywhere throughout the state, even northern Florida, where temperatures are colder. Notably, the climate change has resulted in fewer cold spells as usual. As yeah, a result, I call iguanas, BS. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, as much time as we spend outdoors through all sorts of terrain, when, when you never come across one. Well, now that I've got the eye, you know, maybe. But when your source is A to Z animals.com. Like, I, I don't yeah, know. I don't, I don't uh, it, it is a. I'll give it to it though, because like I clicked on it and I kind of I, I perused through it real quick to try and figure out if it was going to be like a real bias. But a, very much of this article talks about how destructive and invasive they are. Yeah. So well, which is true. Not how they eat. They're them. not. Yeah, they're not trying to, uh, you know, cover it up. I, I don't. I don't think they're that far north. No. They, they wouldn't make the it. We, hit, we had temperatures in the teens and 20s here last year. They, yeah. they won't survive that. They may have yeah. been found, but that's because they just... But it escaped. says they can have 40 eggs at a time, and researchers estimate that there are well over 20,000 green iguanas. That's just the green iguanas. We still have the dang... Uh, what's that? The black spiny-tailed iguanas and the Mexican spiny-tailed iguanas. Oh, we just saw a green iguanas. That sucker's ugly. Yeah, look at all the spines oh, yeah. on it, too. yeah. Nope. We, I'm pretty sure we just shot green iguanas. Yeah, we just shot green iguanas. Scroll, scroll back up that picture. We yeah, didn't we, didn't see, we didn't shoot any of them. I don't think we shot any of those. That looks closer to a monitor lizard there. Yeah, it does. Which, those are down there, too. But those green iguanas, and it even says that, whatever is it, they can be orange and blue, and oh, yeah. Sometimes red, orange, and blue. So, like the one you shot was orange. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all those were green. Yep. Everything we shot was green iguanas. Yes. Yeah. But it can reach five foot plus. Yeah. We know they can reach plus. Yeah. Briars was six foot and 13 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Sucker gets heavy every time we talk about it. Right. I thought it was 13 pounds off the bat. next week it's going to be 14 pounds. I thought it was 13 pounds off the bat. No, it was, it was like he might have bled out the 12th pound. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, he was like eleven point nine. So twelve. What? Well, you know, twelve pounds. Yeah, yeah. Count for scale error. He's probably fifteen. <laughs> Big lizard. <laughs> Jordan had uh, high step boots on, so he was probably over six feet too. Shoot. <laughs> I think I was. He, wearing, he might have been six I, feet. From I think I was or... wearing Crocs. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, you were. I'm just yeah. being he, funny. He was ever bit of six foot. Cause you see Jordan, and he's like the tail's even the tail's, curling over at the end of my hand. Yeah, like he's got a little tail out there, and his head was kind of just dragging the boat. Yeah. So, in that picture, just to show how six long two, he, he might have been six two. Yeah. That's a that's a big that's lizard. Big lizard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you think about a six foot gator, and it doesn't seem like a big gator when you're talking about an iguana. Well, yeah, that's a little different. I'm like that's a yeah. little that's the size of a small gator. Yeah. I mean, you imagine that sucker, dude. He's taking a finger off if he got a hold of you. I still don't think he'd take a finger off. You don't think? Dude, I don't know off? because the way those things shook, the way they would like flail around when you shot them. If that thing got a hold of your finger, if that six foot iguana got a hold of your finger and flailed, flailed around like that, if you let it, I'm sure it could. 
goes into a death roll. Doesn't matter. You that that thing's twelve pounds. <gasps> okay. I can stop a death roll with my left hand. Yeah, but you try lizard. to grab a hold of a two pound. You're gonna. Need you stitches. think if it's you, got listen, you try to grab a hold of a two pound uh, dang tilapia when it's flopping around. Tim I understand that. Hold on to that. I understand. And it's also covered in slime. But if you think of that iguana got a hold of my finger with its mouth, I ain't getting a hold of it with my other hand. You're mistaken. Okay. The other thing is no, but I, I the whole time he's biting you. That tail's whipping the shit out of you too. I think well, sure. I think if it, if it really got hold like your pinky finger and sunk its teeth into there, because they're so damn gone. sharp. I don't know if you'd lose the pinky, but you it would. I think you definitely. It could partially deglove you. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Well, see, it would strip you up. The the other part of that is okay. Even if the bite wasn't that severe, and you didn't need stitches, how many dang antibiotics you got to go on? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're you gonna, might lose you're the gonna finger get, for yeah, a You're going to get gangrene yeah. and lose it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you want to move on to our uh, active diplomacy, attempted diplomacy? If you want to, we can wrap it up with that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> else is having it with Jim. We're like, yeah. No, I could care go. less to never talk about her again. All right. <laughs> not Just not to give her uh, the, the publicity she wants to gain out of it. Care and interaction mm. is all you got to say. You had one. Yep. Jim doesn't know to not talk to him. That's <laughs> all I'll give it. It's because had... she's she's yelling, and Janot's mm. like, "Don't let her get your FL numbers." And Jim's sitting like parallel to her in the canal, and he shuts his boat off, and he like puts his hand up to his ear, and I'm I turn back, and I'm like, "Drive, Jim, drive." <laughs> We're all like, "Go, <laughs> start your boat, yeah. start your boat, and leave." And all I hear like. She's got her phone, and all I hear is, I'm calling the police. And I said, drive, Jim. <laughs> I, I don't worry about things like that. You know, she just wanted to be caring. She was she was fixated on. I'm not you know. worried about getting in trouble. I'm worried about having to stand in the freaking sun for hours while you have to deal with whatever they have to do. Yeah, yeah. because they still have to do their job. Right. Right. So I just don't even want to. I, I know that I'm going to get off scot-free. But I just don't even want the. Why do you think? Why would you hang around? You know, let her do a thing. Because they're going to meet you at the ramp. Yeah, maybe. There's only so many ways in and out of there. Yeah, I know. And the one he wanted to go to was closed. Yeah. Because we drove past it and he's like, oh, I wish they'd open that ramp back up. It's so much better. That's where I wanted to go, but it, it's been closed for some time. So. I don't mind chatting with an officer. <clears throat> so. Yeah, but I. I don't want to chat with the officer and that dude, you stood there for five minutes and you were drenched in sweat. It was hot. Oh yeah. It was hot. Yeah. I went through a gallon of water that day and never peed. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was freaking hot, but I do say if we go back, we do it in a cooler weather month yeah, on the verge, not cold, but on a try to get in the time of year where they want to sit out in the sun in the middle of the day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was stinking. So stinking hot. And we gotta say, what's uh, what's Janot's charter name? Foul attitude. Foul attitude, man. He killed it. He did a good job for us. We're gonna get him in here. Yeah, and we'll talk about all the other stuff he does too. Just besides the iguanas, because we're coming back. He's like, yeah, I gotta go back up, and uh, we gotta do it going frog gigging. Yeah, and then fish gigging, and he's had some other clients back around yeah, this dude, area. He drove three yeah. and a half hours to take us out. Took us out, and then he was driving three and a half hours back. Not only that, he showed up early so that he could fish before we got there. Yeah. He was out fishing that morning on the lake. Did he catch anything? Yeah. He caught peacocks, didn't he? Yeah. 
Two? Nobody told us. Son, we just showed up early to peacock fish too. If you <laughs> told us we were. That's why you had that one rod. I say that, but I, yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. I say that, but I felt like death that morning. So I remember because I was kicking the bunk above me trying to get you to turn your alarm off at five a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sleep like the dead, man. <laughs> I knew that was coming too. In fact, I think I told you that night. I was like, turn your alarms off. And you said, right. yeah. <laughs> I was praying to the porcelain gods that night. I even walked naked through the house because I didn't know how to turn the shower on. William, see if you can come turn this shower on. I was like, oh, God. That was the, the worst part about it was, is I, I, so me and Jordan slept in a bunk bed, and I was in the Honda Civic of it bunk was, beds. Listen, <laughs> it yeah, was I was going to say, it's not even the Honda Civic, like, this bunk bed the made Mini Cooper. I, listen, no, it, this bunk bed made IKEA look expensive. Okay, it, was, it wasn't. It I mean, wasn't even. The, it wasn't even that the bunk bed was cheap. It was the fact that it was like trying to get out of a slammed Honda Civic. <laughs> I was laying flat on the ground, so I had to like roll over onto my stomach, get up on all fours, and then stand up. Do the worm to get up? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much because I was literally, I was eight inches off the ground. That's because the mattress was six inches thick, look, sitting on top of the wood at the bottom of the bunk yeah. bed. But all in all, the big bed wasn't much better to be honest with you. The air, the Airbnb was nice and. The reason I chose, I found that one over the other ones was because that was the only one where it was like, sleep six, and you don't look at it, it's three queen beds. Sleeps three couples. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there there were five There were five beds in that in that house. I, I think it said it slept like eight, and that's assuming two people sleep in the bigger beds. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, that's better, because I don't want to have to share a bed with somebody. But the and couch, you yeah, you could have slept on the couch, man. The couch, couch was, was comfy. I yeah. I didn't even sit on the couch, but it was nice. Yep. We had some good cocktails too, man. Briars. My God, Jim's my ties. Uh, <laughs> them things will get you, man. Those things, like I tried hurry. to warn you, man. And you know those are. We even came I, back. Remember, for I made more. them. I made them. In a big pitcher, like so. Normally, it'd be like, well, use an ounce of, or maybe you know, if it was use two ounces of uh, light rum, two ounces of dark rum. I was using two cups of white rum, two cups of dark rum. <laughs> One cup of triple sec, you know, one cup of uh, or or whatever that almond syrup is, and one cup of simple syrup. So, like I said, for seven a seven part drink, five of it was booze. <laughs> and you know, we we drank half two rounds was the entire pitcher. We weren't drinking out of like highball right. glasses either. We're drinking out of full on sixteen ounce pint glasses. Yeah, yeah. I did load them up with ice, knowing that it could because because there's. They they're are. They're, they're fantastic, man. And you don't realize that they're wrecking you. Yeah. Like, right? so you can drink them look, so yeah. fast. You, so you're like, oh, you go to get out of the pool and you're like, whoa, the, the somebody stopped the merry-go-round. Like, <laughs> so this is what happened. I drank the first one in the pool, right? And then we started talking about who was going to fry the fish. So I get oh, out God. and I'm like getting ready to fry the fish. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> that was just <laughs> yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You take your first sip and you're like, this is dangerous, but this is really good. And then you finish it and you're like, whoa. Let me get it on. The secret drank three or four of them. The secret yeah. to those. I drank four. And, and then I drank like, your, uh, I your old fashioned on top of that. And yeah. then you and your dad tried to attempt to kill that bottle of whiskey. I think that was wow. me. I don't think you? my dad had much of that at all. And I don't, because I don't remember pouring very many of them. I can't believe you didn't bring it in here and stick it on the table. I should have. Cause I really don't want to look at it no more. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, it was good. Like that was, cause the the first bottle I got was Angel's Envy. That sucker didn't last. A no, night? It, night that and stuff half? was good. Yeah, it was and gone then, the first night. No, no, it lasted till Saturday or Friday night. Yeah, like, first had, night. No, Thursday night was first. Oh night. yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
because it lasted till Friday night, and then Saturday after we got done fishing, I got that the first call, and it was made by the same people, and that stuff was even better, but it had a little more vanilla to it. Yeah. Now let that be a lesson to you if you're making those things, don't make them one at a time. What the old fashioned? Yeah, man. Figure out like how just, make the picture exactly. Make a picture of it, then you know you're not having to play bartender all night. But the secret that's the one Jim part about making a picture. Well, that's why when you said, "Hey, can you make up another batch?" I was like, "Yeah, if you squeeze the limes." Because the secret to that good mai tai, really, I mean, you can do it with the bottle of lime the juice. Limes. You squeeze the limes and you do it through a a, a mesh thing so that you ca- you catch all the pulp. So it's just literally fresh squeezed lime juice, and it just makes all the difference. Hmm. And don't try to use, go get real almond syrup. Don't try to use almond extract or there's other things people tell you to use like amaretto. No, we went to so many dang places trying to find that freaking almond syrup. It oh ain't easy God. to find apparently. Let's no. go to Total Wine, and they have like two different kinds, three. The guy at Walmart looked like I had it looked at me like I had four eyes. He said, "Did you, did you try the coffee aisle?" That's you'll find it. Where's the coffee aisle? He's like, "That aisle right there." The next aisle, he's like, "Like, bro, I'm not from here, and I don't even shop at the Walmart in my hometown. (laughs) How am I supposed to know where your coffee aisle is?" (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Granted, it was the aisle that we came from. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, (laughs) If if I went to, (laughs) if I went to the Walmart here locally, I probably wouldn't know what aisle the coffee aisle was. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't hardly ever go in that Walmart. And yeah, if I do, you can I don't walk never in, go to the grocery side. You can walk in Walmart one day and walk in the next, and they've completely rearranged the whole damn store, and you're looking in the kids' section for groceries. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> keep you guessing. Yeah. yeah, if anybody's interested, I got a, the copy of the, or at least one version of that Mai Tai recipe is up on our website at uh, upionation.com under libations, I think. I really get get better about posting more. As I say, you Over can put the some of the iguana recipes up there. Yeah, I'll get one up there. I got to remember how to do it. You know, it's, I haven't, <laughs> unfortunately, I'm a little lax. Um, but, you know, during hunting season, I'll throw the recipe we did tonight. I'll throw the um, rundown. The rundown is very similar to the Makeka recipe I got up there. That's where I started with that. And then, you know, a little bit of allspice and things like that to change it up a bit. But, yeah, man, learn to cook. And I was, the world is your oyster. It's not that hard with Jim's recipes either because his are extremely he, detailed. Yeah. He lays it yeah. all out there for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I can pull up the phone right now and look at the group text and the whole recipe for what we ate tonight. They yeah. go on to and it's not right. just like how much of each. It's like actually how to braise it and everything. Yeah, times, temperatures. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I just say, cook the onions too soft. If you yeah. can't figure out what a soft onion is, then... I, it should I be flimsy. You. Yeah. you probably shouldn't be cooking Or, anyways. you know what? Onions are cooked soft... Typically, when they're clear, translucent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you guys got any closing thoughts? And close it out. Oh man, get out there, man! Because I always thought that, like iguanas, like Jim said earlier, it, to me iguanas was always a thing. Like, yeah, I'll make it down there one day. Like, you know, it's it, it's probably kind of a cool thing. It is what it is. You go do it, and you're like, I'm 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 coming back next year. Yeah, I will be here. It's going to happen. You're already planning next year's trip. Like, we're talking about what month to go in. Like You don't even have to go down there and spend the night, though. It is a little bit of a long drive. <clears throat> next time I go down there, it's going to be like, what am I going to do this weekend? <gasps> I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. 
Yeah, but yeah. if you're going for a day, though, you, you don't have to grab a whole Airbnb. You just grab a place like the a motel or, you know, Holiday Inn. Motel, hotel, Or just Holiday go down there, kill the iguanas, come home. I'm not driving Man, six hours yeah, for three saying, hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really driving three and a half hours. I'll stay one night. I'll sleep in my truck in a parking lot before I drive home. I don't know if I'd do that in South Florida. I talked to, talk to Jordan, but there was I'll a stay, fucking I'll campground s- where, we, where we hunted. Take the tent. Stay in the campground. Uh-uh. I don't know about... I, I did. I have Florida. camped down there in my youth, and I camp anywhere. I won't camp there again. You... you 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 spend the night rolling from one pool of sweat into the cold pool of sweat because it's more comfortable. Well, yeah, but and I'm not doing it. When it gets hot again, you roll back over into the cold pool of sweat. Yeah, I'm not doing yeah, it in July. About doing it in the cooler months. Do it in like March. Okay. Go for it. You're still going from the. It just takes you longer to build up the pool of sweat. <laughs> it just <laughs> takes you F that. <laughs> yeah, I camp almost anywhere, but. I'm camping at the Holiday Inn next time we go down there, man. <laughs> but yeah, you, you no, can get a I'm hotel camping for a inside night the bed, ba- yeah. inside the inside the bed of my truck with the engine running and the AC on. Right? He <laughs> said he'd I, rather sleep in his truck parked in a garage with it running. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we we covered this earlier. That park bench was evidently mighty comfortable. Yeah, <laughs> that park bench probably had some diseases. <laughs> but no, man, it, I had a really good time. That, that was fun. It was I'd do it again. You could easily truck sleep at a ramp. You could. I don't yeah. know that I want to. A bit sketchy. I think I'd feel yeah. safer in the Motel 8, and that's just a lot. Yeah. I can lock my truck, though, and stay strapped in my truck. So You can stay strapped in the hotel room. Yeah, I'd rather be in the Jordan, hotel room. The way, the way you <laughs> yeah. sleep, you'd wake yeah, up. Yeah, right? Oh, your wake your up truck, truck would be on blocks, and your doors would be gone. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> Where's That's the why I go shield? there with somebody that doesn't sleep as hard as I do. <laughs> yeah. Then they got to punch me in the face to get me to wake up. And <laughs> dude, I, I, I'm levitated that bed a solid, a solid foot with my feet. And Jordan was like, <laughs> and then turned his alarm <laughs> off. I've slept in cars down there with, you know, in the front seats. Just because we, we didn't have the money for hotel rooms. We diving. Um, I have slept in the back of pickup trucks. And I have another thing about it. I've had a number of days where you do fall asleep because you're exhausted, but then you get up and you're still just covered in grime and sweat. And we'd go down and we'd roll down, <laughs> we'd roll down to the dive boats because usually they have a tub to like rinse gear. And we'd fill that thing full of just hose water. It wouldn't, it would be, they would be fresh water. Right. <laughs> the captain would be rolling up and we're, <sighs> like two guys like, you know, <laughs> knee to knee, in, in the, just, try, just trying to get the shit off you from the night before because it's so nasty. Like, no, I hate camping. Now. Uh, salt water seems to stick to you too. Yeah, it does. Yep. But, oh, man, oh, I don't know. That was so long ago. I really am soft now. But there was a time, just whatever it took to get the job done, man. We soldiered forth. That's why I got bad feet. You can say, I don't know if I believe them stories. Take one fucking look at my feet. You're like, oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> no, I will, I'm never, I will never argue that you got bad I don't know about like maybe plantar fasciitis or anything, but you got some fucked up toenails. Yeah, my feet, my feet have been <laughs> Jim could have just lot. been dragging them tilapia out. Just, <laughs> <laughs> the bone. Using his talons to yeah. screech them out of the water. Yeah, I don't wish that on anyone. It's not painful or anything. 
it's unsightly. <laughs> Says the man probably currently wearing flip flops. No, 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 not today. Not today, tennis shoes. I would, man. My my knee, my left knee, it's just gone. Got to get you some of them croc flops, man. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I have good days and bad days, but I'm I'm really trying to keep that knee supported because I'm hoping to have a lot more adventures. No, I'm saying like the croc the croc flip flops have like really good arch support. It yeah. looks like a regular flip. It's a regular flip flop, but, flip-flop, but it has way better arch support than any other flip flop I've ever put yeah. on. I'll tell you what: when your knees go bad, you tell me how much you want nice running shoes when you walk around. It's night and day. Okay, I know you got bad back, but and knees. I bet you ain't, you ain't got arthritis <laughs> yet. That's fair. I don't know. Do you have arthritis? Yeah, my left knee. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I've I never had. Arthritis. I've never had I it checked. You, I, it hurts all the time. I've never had it checked. No. Prostitutes. Yeah, I didn't know I had arthritis. I thought, I mean, I didn't have it, or I guess I had it, but it didn't really hurt. But I was on that pheasant trip, and we just stepped in a hole. I, it, we chased down a pheasant, so I was kind of running a little bit. Then I stepped in a hole, and it bang. And then a little while later, I was like, oh, my God, my knee really hurts. I thought for sure I had torn the meniscus a third time. And then I found out I really don't have much of one, but not because it's torn, because it's just eroded away. And she says, yeah, you got arthritis. I thought for sure they were going to feel another. No, we can't do anything for that. And it's never not. We have good days and bad days, but it's never not been right since. Never had a day like, oh, yeah, I can just go out and walk without noticing it's there. Yeah. So it sucks. But just, you put it, the weirdest thing about it is it's there, but I don't realize it's there until all of a sudden I step wrong or I, like now I think about it. We, we talked you about this. We, we talked, I don't remember who was talking about, but the pain is it becomes so constant that you don't realize it's there until it changes. It gets yeah. worse or, you know. You don't block it out. It's like it's like a hum. Like people that have tinnitus. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't hear the hum after a while until all of a sudden. That's a lie. They, but, yeah, but yeah. You, you don't notice it. You hear the hum when all of a sudden you realize it's getting in the way you're hearing something else. I don't, I don't really notice it until uh, I lay down in bed at night. Yeah. Yep. When there's no ambient noise, and that's all I hear is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah. I sleep. The I, TV I drift on. away to it. No. I can't <laughs> do that. That's why I turned the podcast on. That's like when he Joe puts Rogan. his Darth Vader mask on. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, until we go back and chase more iguanas, I guess we'll catch you guys next week. Adios. <laughs>